Hey mommies, my name is Lori and this is the Midnight Mommy Podcast. What up, what up, what up? It's your girl Lori and this is the Midnight Mommy Podcast where we dive into the dark moments of motherhood and light of who we are in Jesus Christ. So today on the podcast, we are digging into that lost feeling of who am I, right? You know, sometimes when you look yourself in the mirror and you don't know who this person is staring back at you, your face looks drawn, you got bags under your eyes, like you just finished yelling. So you're just like, who who was that, right? Your body looks different, your hair might look a mess, like all the things. I'm sure many of us have been there, especially if we had a harder time seeing who we were in Christ and we didn't necessarily know our identity in him. So it was just kind of like you found your identity in all the things. You found your identity in being a mom. You found your identity in being a wife. You found your identity in people, in your career, whatever that is. And you just like, well, where did I go? And I know that place might feel hard to accept because you want to get back to her because being back where she is feels like safety. It feels like shorty. It feels like, you know, a breath of fresh air, an easier time sometimes, right? But the thing is, if we know who we are in Christ, then we already know who we are, right? We already know you know, who we were created after, because we are made in the image and likeness of God. But when I say, where'd you go? What I mean is, are you also showing up in spaces um, in your life with your time? (laughs) So, I was reading something today and it says something like, um, teaching at all times requires continual active involvement, not passive observance, right? It demands that a higher priority be placed on instruction than on a higher salary or more possessions. It calls for the willing sacrifice of that most precious of all commodities, time. As adults, the pace of our lives may indeed be frenetic. But if our children are not properly instructed and cared for, even in the midst of chaos, they too may become lost. So the only reason why I even thought to talk about this topic is because I had somebody pray for me yesterday, a a good friend of mine, and, um, and the Holy Spirit began speaking through her. And she said something like, you know, until you get yourself together, until you begin to really take care of yourself and stop neglecting you, then it's going to be harder um, for the kids to stop doing it with themselves. And I said, huh, that's interesting. Cause you know, kids tend to go through these phases and stages where they want to do whatever they want to do. They want to do how they want to do it, all the things. Right. And that's just a part of being autonomous. That's just a part of autonomy. It's them finding their own footing and, you know, coming into their own identity and all the things. But sometimes it's a little bit deeper than that, especially when it comes to mothering, when it comes to taking care of kids. Um, There is a level of presence 
that needs to be there, right? One of the one of the things that the Lord wanted us to really take heed of um, was to instruct our children, to train them up in the Lord, right? To teach them the commandments of the Lord and the laws of the Lord and things like that. And not only that, just as a parent, just straight off the cuff, we still have to be able to just teach them in regular everyday instruction. Hey, don't do that. Don't do this. This is right. That's wrong. This is how you should look at this. This is what this really is. You might be looking at it this way, but your perception doesn't mean that that's actually the reality. Like all of these things we have to do as mothers because we don't want our kids growing up and being lost in the world, right? We don't want them growing up and then they don't know they left from their right. They don't know right from wrong. They don't know up from down. We just kind of let them, you know, rummage through life, just grasping at straws for real, trying to figure it out. And at even, even those kids who buck back against them, at the core of who they are, they are looking for someone to lead them, to instruct them, to teach them, no matter what comes out of their mouth. And let's just be clear, some of the stuff that comes out of these children's mouths, it's not necessarily them talking, right? This is when spirits like rebellion and things like that try to rear its ugly little head, especially if they're being influenced from outside. I'm talking TV, I'm talking media, I'm talking other kids, you know? But then when I talk about time, right? What are we showing them? So the Bible tells us to honor your father and your mother for your days, so your days may be long, right? But the thing about it is, what are we giving our kids to honor? And I say that because one of the things that I've really been intentionally working on is the posture of my heart. I'm talking frustration. I'm talking anger. And if I could be real, real, you know, yesterday I was dealing with my kid and I was like, hey, I asked you to clean this room multiple times. And I'm talking, well through the week to the point where I was like, oh, I'm not even going to ask you no more because you're just going to tell me okay to my face and then you're not even going to do it. So I was like, say less. So I was like, you want to be destructive? I could be destructive too. Now that wasn't the best (laughs) course of action to take, okay? But the reality is I went in that room, I moved the mattress and the frame and I tore up everything. Why? Because it was already torn up. Because the reality was that he didn't do what I told him to do. So every place where I found something that was not supposed to be there, right? Chips, bags, all these things that I asked him not to put there. Hey, I flung them from every corner and threw it into the middle of the room. I was like, oh, you want to keep the clothes on the floor? Boom, in the middle of the room. Everything's going to be thrown into the middle of the room. I'm going to move the stuff from the corners, right? I'm going to throw them into the middle of the room. And now you're going to clean it up. Because I allowed you to do it on your own terms. And you didn't take up the offer that I gave you. So now I'm going to take it into my own hands. And I'm going to make sure that you see every little thing that you were supposed to pick up. And that's just that on that. Now, as I sat down, as I went back to my room and I sat down, I was sitting there like, I probably could have handled that better. (laughs) I could have. I could have handled that better, right? But the reality is I'm like, I'm just tired of you just not listening. And then it made me wonder like, how does God feel, right? He's super patient with us. Like he'll keep, he'll keep 
little nudging us like, hey, you know, this is what I need you to do. This is what I need you to accomplish. This is how I need you to move. And we'll be like, okay, God, okay, God, okay, God, we'll start to do it. We'll stop. We'll procrastinate, you know, all the things. And I realized that I was in this space where I knew there were things that God wanted me to do, but because I was unsure of how to get them done, because I didn't have like these systems in place, or I didn't know how the system should be set up in order for it to kind of move on autopilot, it was much harder for me to actually move my feet, which was causing more frustration to my already hectic life, right? Just dealing with the kids and their own emotions, dealing with, you know, school stuff and, and businesses, all the things. And I'm just over here like, God, everything, there's so many fast moving pieces. I don't know how to deal with it all. What am I doing? And what it was causing me to do was the, the frustration now, it was causing me to feel agitated, but it was also causing me to procrastinate to the point where I was overwhelmed and the overwhelming, you know, that overwhelming spirit, that's that spirit of being overwhelmed. It was creating an atmosphere of procrastination for me to the point where I wasn't really getting anything done. Like I would start it and then I'd be frustrated and then I would stop, then I'll get distracted. Like, and it was just this cycle that I was going through. And I finally had to come to a place where I was like, Hey, Hey sis, this your heart. Like you have to really begin to deal with your heart. What is in your heart? What is the problem? What is the real problem? It's not the stuff that you see. It's not the things that you feel like is holding you back. It's not the th it's not the people who you feel like ain't showing up. There's something that's going on in your heart and you're struggling with that thing. Because at the end of the day, even dealing with my kids, I'm like, I'm talking to you. And now I'm frustrated because now I'm screaming. And I'm like, well, why am I screaming? I'm screaming because I want to be heard. But where in my heart now, who now have I tried to speak up with and they didn't hear me. And then now I'm letting that pour out and pour forth in every other area. These were the things that I had to ask myself, right? And it took me to the Apostle Paul when he talked about the thorn in his flesh. And he was talking about having this thorn in his flesh. And he was like, he's like, I have this thorn in my flesh. And essentially it kept him humble because he was weak in that spot. But even as he was weak, the Lord is the one who showed himself strong. And I'm like, Lori, you weak right now, bro. <laughs> like, you, you trip, trip, listen, you trip, tripping out here in these streets, okay? Like, at this point, you need to lean into God. And it's going to look like him creating in you a clean heart, renewing, you, renewing in you a right spirit. It's going to look like, hey, what does frustration look like? Like, what is that actual definition? Which I actually looked up. And so frustration, as in a headache, is something that is a source of irritation, right? And I was feeling irritated. But also a synonym for frustration is annoyance, irritant, and thorn. And I was like, dang. I was like, so it could have very well have been that Paul had this frustration. And there's just somebody, right, just, just wouldn't stop. Wouldn't go away. Just kept pressing him. And I'm like, as much as we pray and we'll be like, God, I need you to take this away. I need you to move this out of my, you know, out of my view. I need you to like move this. God is like, no. And it's still there. And we're like, God, I'm asking you to do it. I'm doing all the things. And God is looking at us like, let's, let's go back and refer to Paul. Paul had this thorn in his flesh. God didn't remove it. What it did was it kept him humble. 
right? It kept him in a space of realizing, I can't do this by myself. I need to lead into the Lord. I need to, I, I, I stay humble here because now even when I am triumphant in certain areas, I'm always reminded, hey, God is the only one who's going to give me the strength in order to get through where I'm at, in order for me to go to that next space. And it's going to require me to give him my time and my attention. It's going to require me to give him all of me, right? So that comes back to where'd you go? I know for me, I would retreat to my room and I would stay there. And if you really, if you really want to know how you're doing just in life, let your kids tell it. Okay. Cause these kids ain't got no chill. <laughs> they don't got no chill. They will tell you about yourself in a hot low minute, okay? Especially these these little young ones, the ones that were born in the in the 2000s. I'm talking 2015, 16, 17 and on. These little ones, they be like, "So, you always in your phone? You always on your computer? You be on your tablet? You just don't have time. You just always in your room." And I had to really start to listen to what they were saying. And even in those moments, I would try to justify it because I'd be like, I just don't want to deal with y'all right now, right? It's overwhelming. I'm tired of talking to y'all and nobody's listening to me. But the reality is that they're kids. So they're going to constantly need to be talked to. This goes back to that training that the Lord was talking about in his word. It's a constant training. It's a constant showing them who they are in Christ, showing them what it is they should be doing based off of the word, showing them how to live a righteous life. But the first person who they see actually um, portray that is us. We are the ones that they're looking at. They are looking at us now. Sorry, they are looking at us now. (laughs) I'm going to take myself out. Just does that hard gulp. You just be like, ow. (laughs) But they are looking at us now to be the example that they need in order in order to walk out this life righteously. The same way we look at Jesus Christ, right, and his life and how to live a righteous, a holy and a consecrated life. We look at how he was here on the earth. Right. We allow Holy Spirit to lead us in every situation. Because we need to know how to navigate, you know, this, these ins and outs and these ebbs and flows of the different things of our everyday lives. That's just what it is. But that requires us to show up. It requires us to be present. And the reality is, hey, sis, if you're going to keep going to your room and hiding, right, I'm talking checking out. Because there's some of us, if we could be honest, we check out. We will absolutely check out. We will feel discouraged and annoyed, frustrated and angry, and we will check out. We check out of just, we, we could be there for, hey, I'll be there for you. I'll feed you. I'll make sure you get to wherever you got to go. But when it comes to everything else, it's just, it is what it is. Like, I'm tired. And I understand. I understand. I've been there. I'm there. But the reality is that if you don't change yourself, and I'm not saying you are the one who has to change you, right? I'm saying that you have to, number one, identify there is an issue here. And then take that to the Lord and say, God, there's an issue here. 
right? You may not have words for what it is. Lord, what is it? Show me. But then I need you to help me walk it out the way that you want me to walk it out and not how I've been doing. Because the stuff that you're requiring me to do, I'm not getting them done. So the things that I'm I'm wanting my kids to do, they're not getting done because I'm out of order. And I think that that's a very important thing for us to kind of take into consideration. Right? Like in the book of Deuteronomy, the Lord um, was talking to Israel about when they sit in their homes and they're out and they're, you know, they're, they're walking about, they're traveling, all types of stuff where they're sitting down with their kids to constantly be teaching their children, to constantly be, you know, um, leading them and teaching them and speaking to them about the commandments of the Lord. But that requires them to give time and to be present. And if we could be honest, there's so much stress from the outside that it becomes so hard for us to show up for ourselves, which in turn keeps us out of order with God. Because now God is like, but I need you to do this, daughter, and I want you to make sure that this is taken care of. But he'll always make sure, hey, I need you to take care of you. And in your mind, you're like, well, that just seems optional. And hey, I'm going to tell him myself, that just felt optional. It was always optional to me. When it was just me by myself with no kids, I wasn't married. I just made sure that I did it. Why? Because I had the time. You know, I made the time. But then when I got married and then even when I got married and I was still like by myself, um, I still made the time. Like, eh, I'm going to get my nails done. I'm going to get my hair done. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go shopping. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sign up for these classes. I'm going to take this. I'm going to do that. I made the time. But it was weird. It was like, I had kids. And I was like, who? This different? (laughs) And then I had to try to figure out how to fit in all of that. And and it was a lot for me because now I was in a new state. So what I was used to wasn't there. And, I, and if I could be honest, sometimes I, I I was a creature of habit. So it was like I was used to this person doing my hair. I felt I had I had a little flow. I I knew who did my hair in this state. I knew who did my hair in this state. Listen, because I had it was the one who did my natural hair was in New York. The one who you know would hook me up with the sewings and stuff. She lived in Atlanta. Like I knew who did my hair. I knew where to go to get my nails done. I knew all the things, but when I got thrown into a new state and a new a new environment, yeah, I did put things in place and systems in place, routine in place, in order to get me through those everyday moments of dealing, you know, of loving on my kid and showing up for him and showing up for the things that he needed, and then you know, even when his dad came off deployment, just dealing with him and everything else like that. But when it came to me, oh baby, me went out the door. Because then at that point, it was like, I wanted to be grateful for what I had and not complain, right? And I wanted to make sure that I was showing up, you know, for everybody and making sure that everybody was okay. My home was good. My kids were good. But, you know, my husband at the time was good. All the things. Like, I really wanted to do that. And I was doing it. Then more kids came. And I was like, okay. You know, still showing up for everybody else. But just, you know, Lori was optional. How many of us are doing that? Showing up for everybody else, but you optional. I'm going to throw on these leggings. I'm going to throw my hair in this bun. (laughs) I'm going to throw this hat on. (laughs) I don't care. 
Like, uh, this got a stain on it. I'm going to throw a hoodie over it. You know, like, if we can be honest, there's some of us that just have absolutely checked out in certain areas. God wants you to do the business. You're like, nah, God, I'm good. My plate isn't ready full. You know, he wants you to He wants you to go and, and network and all the things. He wants you to uh, try him, right? And the thing that he said that you were going to accomplish. And you're like, God, I don't know how to do it. And I'm trying to do it. And I feel like I just keep hitting a wall. So you feel discouraged and then you stop. But if we can be honest, look at yourself. What areas about yourself, about taking care of yourself, have you been neglecting? Where'd you go? Are you allowing frustration and anger and all these things to take root in your heart? Do you feel regretful? You know, do you have regret that you're even in this position as a mom? You know, maybe some of y'all like me. Y'all were married and all the things, and then your whole world fell apart. And you was like, yo, what is this? And even though you still like, okay, God, cool. You said I could do this. I'm going to do this. I'm showing up. But then you might have felt discouraged or even disappointed. But you still kept showing up for everybody else. You just like, uh, but I'm optional. I'll, I'll get to it when I get to it. And then when it's my turn, I'm just going to take a nap. <laughs> like, if I could be honest, hey, baby, if I could, I'd snack and take a nap. I'd be like, uh, life is life in today. I'm a snack and take a nap. Because that just makes sense to me, right? But if we could be honest, that's really just something that we could control. But I'm going to tell you this. The moment you make the decision to allow God to dig into those areas, right, of procrastinating those areas of frustration and anger allow him to uncover the root of what that looks like so that you could come back to a place of you know really um not necessarily finding who you are in christ unless that's where you are right but digging a little bit deeper and allowing god to uncover more and more of who you are in him it would really bring you to a space where you're like you know what god I can do better. I'm not really showing up for me like I could. You know, and maybe you do all the outside things, right? Maybe you get your hair done and your nails done. But then when it comes to, you know, starting a business, writing a book, believing who God says that you are in other areas, other spheres of influence, you cower back. You're like, nah, I'm good. I'm overwhelmed. I don't have time. My plate feels full. If I leave this job, what I have, you know, what do I have? Like, maybe that's you. And I would still ask you the same question. Where'd you go? Because you doing anything less or you being anything less than what God said that you could do or who you are means that you're not showing up. Means that you're not stewarding your time well. And nine times out of 10, if you are in that space, I guarantee you look at your kids. Look at your kids. Even if they are hitting certain spaces, certain milestones, certain, you know, accolades and achievements, there are certain spaces in their lives where they're not showing up either. Because you were their first example. So, Mama, what type of example are you setting? So, I might have, uh, ramble a little bit 
<laughs> but I knew where I was going though. <laughs> but I hope you guys um, have a blessed day and really, 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 really ask the Lord, God, I've been, I've been asking you to take away this thorn, right? But maybe I need this thorn to really help me to stay in a humble place, to keep giving this to you, to keep showing up with you so that I can show up for me. So that in turn, my kids could show up how you want them to be. So I hope y'all blessed. Until next time. Bye.